Hello, it's Fox Force 5 time. Hello, Nicola. <laughs> Hello, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. I'm, it's lashing outside. I don't know if you can hear in the background the hailstone. It's scary. Oh. Uh, scary because it's so cold and stuff, but otherwise not really. Um, yeah, not exactly May weather, but hey-ho. Yeah, I was just um, took a leaf out of your book there. I was... Uh, Boosting my vibrations. <laughs> I had uh, music blaring there before I oh, <laughs> popped in. Good stuff. Yeah, just to give me a bit of a boost. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those days today, you know, when music kind of helps. I think <laughs> certainly make you feel better than listening to the news. Anyway, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair, Mihal Martin must have listened to the podcast last week <laughs> because he started out the hairdressers. <laughs> oh god oh yeah I was worried you too if my phone rings in the middle of this it's the hairdresser so I'm going I'm answering the phone I don't care priorities you yeah. got your priorities right oh my god I know I actually have my appointment thank god next week and uh, not next week sorry the week after and then I'm trying to get the girls in my two little girls in for a haircut as well because they look like they've got birds <laughs> living in their hair um, at this stage I was going to attempt to do it myself but I thought, Era, might as well indulge in the luxury of an actual hairdresser now that they're opening, you know. Yeah. So that's great. And a few other beauty appointments scheduled in. And oh my God, that day last week when they announced it, I was just on top of the world, yeah. loving life. Everyone Felt was like, feeling good, I think. It was like a little holiday. Everyone had a drink uh, on Thursday evening. And it yeah, was like, totally did. Open the, open the Chablis, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's. It, I think it was the first time... I'd say nearly since the start of the pandemic, I felt real hope, you know. Yeah. So fingers crossed now everything keeps going well. So we're sucking, sucking diesel as of yeah, next I Monday. Was, I was blubbing, all right. But I think it was just a mix of things, you know, because it's like you're trying, you know, you want to be hopeful. And then even like them opening the counties, like that was such a big thing, you know, even that was more important to me than like the hairdressers mm. just to be able to go. And unexpected, without. yeah. Yeah, just to be able to go home without like, you know, having to have like a big serious reason just to see your parents and obviously our parents in their 70s, you know, so time is precious, mm. I think, always. So mm. just to have that, I'm really looking forward to it and definitely going to get home now the June bank holiday again. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to that. And yeah, life. And oh, don't get me wrong. I have a weekend booked in Dingle and all I can think of is having pints <laughs> on the back of Dick Max. And I'm just like, I'll be on cloud nine. It'll probably be lashing out the heavens, but sure, I actually don't care. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Yeah, I mean, we're even thinking and talking now about making a trip to Scotland at some point and it feels like yeah. it might actually happen because we haven't seen our Scottish side of the family since the start of last year so that's mm. not great so but look it feels better we're moving in the right direction so yay Definitely. and more positive news this week from the world of athletics we have uh, our yeah, mixed relay team and our and our men's relay are all going to Tokyo isn't that amazing? Yeah, amazing. And there was a, our first ever diver as a qualified yes. today. Or, yep. or yes, Tanya Watson. So yeah. fair play. Jeez, mm. we're sucking diesel now. Mm. Um, I, it's funny, the Olympics, I'm like, on a normal year, I'd be like, oh yeah, the Olympics, something to look forward to. A bit like the World Cup or whatever, you know, yeah. just a thing to um, entertain, you know. But this year it's like, I just have a feeling they're going to have a few more disasters with, with Tokyo. It just doesn't sound great. Like apparently a lot of like the locals the local Japanese population are just like, they 
they don't want the Olympics, you know, and you kind of feel like mm. that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You know, um, mm. almost like karma wise, you know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder what happened. I just know now it was bad timing, obviously, but like when the Rugby World Cup was there two years ago, now it wasn't really like the Japanese people's fault or anything, but obviously there was like that big typhoon and all this stuff. And yeah. oh my God, it was just a disaster of a tournament, really. Like they cancelled matches and that had a knock mm. on and oh God. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't great. Like, so... Mm. Um, um, but Japan, yeah, I'd love to go. It's on my list, actually, of places I'd love to go. So I think they'll oh, do all totally. right. It'd be interesting to see how they do it and if they allow mm-hmm. any people in. I think they were talking about leaving like locals in, all right? But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. No It'll be worth watching for sure when it's on. We were saying as well, it. it's such a shame for the athletes, you know, who might only ever go once or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they can't even have the spectators or the yeah. fanfare around it, you know, mm-hmm. and the big cool opening ceremony and closing ceremony they won't have any of that carry on and but look I suppose probably as athletes that's secondary to the whole getting the job done and getting the medal or whatever so um yeah we'll see watch this space when is it July July August yeah I think so I think so and in Mm. rugby news they're announcing the Lions squad this week so we have the Lions on this summer also so that'll be worth Mm. watching I'm looking forward to that and the Euros are on and there's lots of sport this summer so Mm. yeah Mm mm-hmm and hopefully the so rose is truly. <laughs> God, I'd prefer to watch paint dry. But anyway, oh, uh, okay, <laughs> let's get things started for this week then. Uh, numero uno. One. Right, I was a bit torn about what to talk about this week because there were kind of two things on my radar I wanted to speak about. So I might speak briefly about both of them. Mm. Um, but uh, May Day, which is the first of May, is International Workers' Day each year. And this year, our lovely president, Michael D. Higgins, who was a Fox of the Week just a couple of weeks back, um, t- usually does a speech to kind of, you know, um, reflect on, you know, the good progress we've made in terms of workers' rights and mm. all that kind of thing. And, you know, the works of trade unions, etc. But this year, his tone was kind of different. And he sort of reflected on the fact that this was the second International Workers' Day celebrated under COVID-19 and that some lessons needed to be learned from the pandemic, Mm. uh, making the case for greater international solidarity in responding to the virus. So I think it's kind of important we think about some of the things he said, because when we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago, we really celebrated the fact that he's always been on the right side of voting history. And, Mm. you know, he's uh, someone we respect in terms of a leader and a statesman and... You know, I just think it would be good to listen to these things that he has to say about important issues. So we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit more in a minute, but I've actually got a little clip here of some oh, of the things that he said. Oh, look at us said. coming up in the world with clips. <laughs> oh, my God. Myself and Michal sat down. No, we didn't. <laughs> OK, here we go. The question that arises now is as to whether when we mark May Day next year in a post-COVID setting, Will our society be any different? Will we still be faced with profound inequality, the absence of universal basic services at global level? Or will we have used the lessons learned from the COVID-19 pandemic and the fundamental questions it has posed about our lives? Will we have recovered the authenticity which is necessary when we speak of our core values? Will we have changed in such a way as represents a commitment to reshape our lives together? Among the lessons to be learned from the present crisis has been the importance of community, of care, and of solidarity. The instinct for such values in any society is a precious resource, 
It is an instinct that has survived in so many places in the world, even when challenged by the most aggressive suggestions of extreme individualism and the insatiable colonization of market forces that seek to control so much of life. So, there's two things he's really getting to in the speech. That that was just a short snippet. Um, the first is how we treat our workers, and particularly our key workers and the people that are on the front line. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not going overboard. He's, not, he's just saying we need to acknowledge how important they are in that sort of caring and putting themselves putting their own lives and risk aside to do mm. their job, you know, um, and the importance of that to us as a society. But the second element he's talking about is our global community and the supposed global response to the pandemic. In particular, he tackles the issue of how the first world is vaccinating everyone and the third world is being left behind. Mm-hmm. And he puts this into the bigger picture of how we operate, generally saying in a most important Sorry, in a most important respect, our solidarity at global level has been tested and we have been found wanting. Solidarity and in an interdependent world must mean when it comes to global challenges such as pandemics, climate change, sustainability, standing shoulder to shoulder with those in other countries, especially poorer nations with fewer financial resources so that, for example, vaccines are made available, accessible and affordable Mm. for all. And this is something that's been kind of cropping up, I think, with India having yeah. such a terrible time recently and uh, Brazil as well. They seem to be acting kind of faster to support India, but um, Tyg Hickey, who's a Cork comedian, did a sketch about this last week too, if you check him out on Twitter, where he's like in a swimming pool and he represents the global south and he's drowning, you know, he can't keep Aww. his head above the water. And then like America are over here with wearing their life jacket and holding two life jackets and then Europe are beside <laughs> oh, them and they're the same. And like, they're like, mm. and he's like, I just need one life jacket. And they're like, yeah, but we need spares. Like, what if we need these? You know, <laughs> like yeah, he's good. brilliant. He simplifies really political and sensitive issues and puts them into kind of modern context. And it's really funny and also horribly true a lot of the stuff that he does but um check him out but you know what i think the bottom line here with the president is saying is you know we need to we need to think about other people and not just ourselves in this situation it's difficult as for us as a small country to run to the rescue of big poorer countries especially when we haven't had a massive fast rollout with our vaccines but we did send some ventilators to india last week and i believe when we move into the stages of mass vaccination mm. and we've built the supply, yeah. you know, then people will be more willing to discuss the, you know, the disparity. But f- for now, I think, you know, we just need to maybe have a think about what's going on elsewhere. And for people who don't have necessarily have good governments or good leaders fighting for them. And I heard someone suggest the other day that the gap between these countries and first world countries is only going to get wider the larger this problem becomes, you know. So there was a gap before, but now you're talking about their whole, you know, industries being decimated, etc. Whatever they did have, little bit of uh, progress they did have being absolutely put back as well. So look, yeah, if we can help them fun. now, we should or we'll be putting them back even further when we come to the other side of the pandemic. But I know it's a hard thing for people to think or talk about considering the stage we're at but if we think we're badly off like we don't know the half of it you could be in one of those countries 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, actually, I think they've sent something else now because I heard it earlier in the news that their second lot of whatever Ireland was sending, something to do with oxygen, had arrived in India. So it will help, like, provide oxygen mm-hmm. to two small hospitals. So amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the vaccination thing is very tough, and I know the World Health Organization is saying like that's going to be a massive problem if like the developed world isn't willing to do it. Then none of us are going to get out of this pandemic. What's the, it's kind of like you know we're all in it together but it's a tough one because look you and me want the vaccine as soon as possible you know and if we yeah, all heard you think about the people that are like oh i don't want astrazeneca it's like i know Jesus i know people I know. don't know they're born you know they don't yeah. like yes everyone's had a hard time but like geez compared I, to I, you have to blame a bit of that on the media though it's been very badly delivered mm. the whole message of the vaccines i think a lot of it has been to do with the the media as well like and how it's amped everything up and made people very like anti particular things like to personally like i know i'm a, a young healthy person but i take anything you know even if they did want yeah. to reduce it i'd happily take it but i think give people the choice but as, yeah as louise mcsherry said i'll have anything and i'll take it in the bum on television yeah to him <laughs> yeah um yeah roll on look at least it looks like they'll be getting to us in the summer <laughs> so fingers mm, crossed yeah the other thing i wanted to talk about quickly was this is an ongoing issue covid related as well about access of partners to labor wards and antenatal Mm. appointments during covid this is kind of stupid that this is still going on considering we're reopening and you can you know in a few weeks you're going to be able to sit and have a meal Mm. alongside strangers and partners can't go into certain hospitals with their other halves now a lot of hospitals have eased it and they are letting them in but there are some hospitals that haven't and that disparity is not fair you know it's such a vulnerable sensitive time for women when they're having a baby when there's no complications you know can you imagine having to deal with some bad news or or being extra afraid because you've been given some information or something goes wrong in labor or uh, to be on your own it's yeah just not on and they they should have i i still think they should have put um parameters in place to allow for that throughout i mean can't they like t- take their temperature and check them for symptoms and all that stuff? You know, it's, it's going to take a few minutes. Yeah, here. I don't know. Like just, I, I suppose to, I always try to do this play devil's advocate a little bit. And I remember mm. one of my friends saying to me and uh, her little baby was unfortunately in the NICU, like after he was born. And she was quite grateful that it wasn't and at the time. This is when COVID was kind of big in the early stages. And, you know, for her she felt more secure that parent that partners weren't really allowed in and walk around and all other that because, people weren't going in there yeah because mm-hmm. you know her baby was in a very vulnerable situation like so mm-hmm. you kind of feel that bit safer knowing that at least covid can't get in or maybe the mm-hmm. nurses don't pick it up or the midwives don't pick it up or whatever it may be so just to, like i don't know at all i don't have any children you know so mm-hmm. i i can't get my head around yeah. it all i think it would be absolutely horrendous but yeah. i think you know there was such fear at the beginning and that i kind mm. of understand why they've done it but now there's so much more developments and if they can test bloody people going in or like even with antigen tests the hairdressers you know, and stuff like that exactly like, like they could definitely do the antigen testing more i think mm. like there's lots of people saying use the antigen tests do this do this and but be, there's it, an argument as well that hard. if if the mother and their partner are living together then if they have COVID, yeah, exactly. the mother's yeah. likely to have COVID. So what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? So look, it's not black and white, obviously, but I suppose my point is the reason I'm bringing it up now is that we are getting into this easing situation 
and there are hospitals that are letting partners in. Yeah, it's just not fair on the people. It's no, it should be. And as well, I don't think it's fair to say, oh, it depends on the hospital. I don't think that's mm. fair. I think it should be like we all have the Across same board. rules coming out next week to go to the hairdressers. Like, you know, they can make that call, but they can't make a call on, on the maternity hospitals. Yeah. It, it well, Michal Martin said last week that they are working to make sure it's being implemented because that is the case. It should be across the board. Mm. So anyway, just if anyone is very motivated by it, Uplift have, uh, they're doing a campaign. If you want to sign it, they've got nearly 60,000 um, signatures. So you just let, you find, uh, just go onto their website, Uplift, and look up uh, maternity services. And that's the news. Number two. Two. So this week in my, I realize that every week I start with so. <laughs> I'll try right. to get rid of it uh, in the coming weeks. So. Um, this week, something completely different that we've talked about for the last few weeks that I thoroughly enjoyed. So um, this was actually on Apple TV. So I know not many people probably have it, but if you buy an Apple device, basically within the last year, you can get it for free. So I know some people have it through that, but you can also sign up for Apple TV um, it's for free for seven days. So if you want it, it's well worth it for this show alone. <laughs> so um, it's just a one-off documentary that um, David Attenborough narrated about the year the earth changed. Mm. So it's all about the last year and how the lockdowns have impacted the natural world. So oh, no, animals. I not about this at all. Oh God, it was just what an incredible watch. We watched it on Friday night and it was just fascinating. So it's well worth it. Like I said, you can have the, the seven day free trial if you want to sign up to it or it's, I think it's mm. five euros after that if you want to go for Apple TV. But oh my God, it was just amazing. He said, so just to kind of give you a bit of context to it, um, what Attenborough, Attenborough said about it. So during this most difficult year, many people have reappraised the value and beauty of the natural world and taken great comfort from it. But the lockdown also created a unique experiment that has thrown light on the impact we have on the natural world. The stories of how wildlife has responded have shown that making even small changes to what we do can make a big difference. So, oh, it's just incredible. So it goes through the timeline kind of from two weeks into the lockdown to six months into the lockdown or 12 months into the lockdown and what basically started to occur all around the world. So one of the first stories, and of course, I'm not going to go into all of it, but one of the first uh, stories is about um, in Punjab in India. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Punjab in India, the for the first time in 30 years, they were able to see the Himalayas. And that was only 12 oh days after lockdown came in. For 30 Jesus years, Christ. they mm. weren't able to see it. And then unbelievable able to see the Himalayas perfectly now they are 200 kilometers away but obviously being so big they they still have a very good view of it Mm. but it just shows you the amazing difference it made to the Mm. globe like even in such a short period of time it's Mm. really fascinating um, that was just one of the stories. Obviously, it goes to various the different. Year the year the, the earth, the year, uh, the year the earth changed. So oh, cool. it's brilliant. Really, really good. Oh, like a really anything David Attenborough. Anyway, it's just absolutely brilliant. But this has really been kind of groundbreaking for Apple TV. Like they've some really good shows. Like the morning show is brilliant on there as well. If you haven't checked it out, you should. But this was kind of their first really big kind of global one. But I think it's not it's... gotten as much attention because it's on there. That's okay. A, so yeah, I hadn't heard about it at all. And the other thing is, mm-hmm. um, 
I was thinking this, like, when are we going to start mm. hearing all the research that's been done into the environmental impact of, like, less flying, less cars on the road, all that yeah, stuff, you know, incredible. people not traveling, mm. you know, surely there's going to be a huge impact, you know, you hear about, yeah. like, changes to people's behaviors that make a massive impact in like life expectancy and stuff so you'd expect yeah. that the last year would have had a huge impact that's interesting i have to tell but you also my, uh, there's um I'll, I'll just tell you a little bit more about it before i come back to you because i know you're probably dying to talk about line duty Kelly. no 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 <laughs> no i wanted to tell you my david attenborough story oh sorry yeah go on because my friend was working for an organization they had him as a guest speaker and the planning of it took months because he doesn't use email he, oh, he yeah, only uses he only writes letters so you have to write yeah, him a letter if you want to find out something and he he himself will write back to you <laughs> oh, oh. it's only a few years ago like i was like he's such the man he's the man isn't he he's yeah, the man so but anyway cute. go on sorry I love him absolutely love him uh no sorry i thought you were dying to talk about line juju which i know you're well i am dying to talk about line juju <laughs> but anyway go on just you go on it's but your just slot. a couple of <laughs> other things um you know, it, it, <laughs> I know this sounds fairly terrible, but sometimes when I watch documentaries, I feel quite sad after them, you know, because mm. it's like, oh, my God, we are killing the planet. Mm. Whereas this gave me a little bit of hope. Not that I mean, it's a kind of sad that we're coming out of this in one sense, because we're probably going to go back to our old ways. But they have learned an awful lot about like how these things and how these behaviors we can kind of amend them, you know, to have such a positive impact. Mm -hmm. Like they started recording more like sonar um, from whales and dolphins than they've ever heard because this, the waters were so silent. Like 17% mm -hmm. of like shipping had decreased during the lockdown mm -hmm. and stuff as well. So just like things like these whales, these humpback whales in Alaska, they've never heard the sounds that they made. And like the mother now will like leave the baby because it's quiet and because she can hear her from so much further oh away. Whereas they would have never done that before because the cruise ships were so noisy so they know now that they if they can reduce like the cruise ships if they reduce their speed they reduce the sound they know that the whales can like continue to speak to each other like this and oh it's just and that's just two really small stories there's amazing footage in it and it's it's quite heartwarming i have to say you know it wasn't really the, the sad documentary that That's normally happens these days but yeah really interesting stuff and i think it's but already uh, i'm thinking oh people are just going to go right back to the way they were with like i know and, and you kind of think like that and... but at least like the people who know about the animals no more now so no more. maybe yeah. there will be rules and laws and things put in to protect yeah. them Based there's on another that story about like you know the penguins in cape town and they there's a whole thing about them and how they thought they were kind of cohabiting with humans happily but now they know that they're actually they produce more more chicks and everything when they're not you know because of the mm. last year and it's mm. just fascinating so that is my top recommendation Excellent. for the week but also on a lighter note uh i'm watching superstore on netflix <laughs> there's like six seasons of it oh, oh yes. it's so funny so if you're looking yeah. for something totally throw on the kitchen when you're cooking your dinner or throw on the background it's mm. so funny really good okay. like proper american sitcom you know we haven't had mm -hmm. one in a while and a few of my friends are recommending it and finally watched it and it's so funny oh my god so highly recommend that too so good. Super i need a half an hour Netflix. long thing to yeah, film. yeah. nice and short so and we did a load of watching telly watching over the weekend because we were at home and it was long weekend and blah blah so friday night we watched ma rainey's black bottom which you probably heard oh, yeah. was in, up for Oscars and it won a few Oscars, but like I think for hair and makeup and, you know, some of the uh, the less famous um, gongs. Mm. But um, 
it what I didn't know was it was it's based on a play so it's actually there's only two or three scenes in it you know it's not like a big ah, sprawling okay. escapade with loads of different scenes and about her life or anything it's literally like one day where she goes to record music in a um, recording studio and it's a very interesting film and it's very mm. challenging uh, it kind of deals with the issues of race and how black people were treated and people of colour in the past, probably mm. still today to, in some respects, um, you know, white recording studios using people of colour to make money, mm. essentially. Mm. Uh, Chadwick Boseman's in it and Viola okay, Davies. Really, yeah. So two like stellar performances there. And um, yeah, just very different. I, w- I would say if you're looking for a light watch, don't watch it. It's quite heavy and it's thought provoking, but mm. very good. Very good. And the other thing we watched on Saturday night was Rocket Men, Elton John's. Oh yeah, it's thing, on my list. I can't which believe I haven't Stuart seen it. actually enjoyed, but I was like, yeah, it's all right. Because I'd read his book last year. I read the book of it, his mm. autobiography. And I was a bit like, that didn't Elton happen Elton like John, that in case ha- people don't know who we're talking about. Oh, sorry, Elton John, yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen like that. That didn't happen like that. It was really reductive, you know, of some of the stuff okay, in his yeah. life. Um, but Taron Edgerton is really good. And they have some really cool special effects and stuff in the in the film and um yeah it's it's feel good like you know it's kind yeah, of yeah. easy watch feel good good music you know and line of duty finale on sunday did you hear people talking oh, about it oh i've heard every and we started watching it kelly i finally started watching it now everybody's like don't bother the ending yeah. of season 6 was crap Do you know what? i thought i kind of called it a little bit um before it i kind of said we're definitely not going to be fully resolved here tonight but i knew hastings was a goodie and anyway i don't want to give away too much oh my but... god you just gave it all away no i didn't you knew Hastings was a goodie. That means he's not the baddie. I know, but we didn't have... Well, there's more to come, so we don't know for sure. But anyway, uh, I... Yeah, it could have been more dramatic, but like last year, there was a very dramatic ending. The year before, it wasn't so dramatic. The year before that, it was very dramatic. Sorry, seasons, world and years. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, watch the space. I, yeah, watch the space. Okay. I'm still a oh. fan, but yeah, I think a lot of people were <laughs> mm-hmm. disappointed, but I, I think it was probably more realistic than some of the big massive shoot 'em ups in the last episodes, you know, Lots more realistic. Lots of people comparing it... it to uh, Game of Thrones with their disappointment in uh, Oh, I wasn't, as... <laughs> I kind of wasn't that disappointed with Game of Thrones either. I kind of just take them for what they are, like, you know, mm. but. Um... Don't go there. Don't go there, but the disappointment okay. to Game of Thrones. Yes, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, shall we move along? Number three. Three. Okay, number three this week, we have a very interesting lady who is our Fox of the Week. It is a woman called Sharon Keegan, and she is the founder of Peachy Lean, which is a range of um, exercise clothes, basically. Uh, What's the correct name for that? Lifestyle wear? I don't know. Um, But Sharon set up Peachy Lean in 2018. She's had two babies and suffered from postnatal depression and decided to go back to work to help with that and she studied innovation and entrepreneurship in UCD and she Mm. says that that kind of helped her overcome her anxiety and her postnatal depression and coming out of the back of that she decided she wanted to help other women who were going through similar experiences so when she was kind of coming up with ideas for for businesses she was thinking about uh, the exercise environment because she found it very helpful on her own mental health journey Uh, Mm. and she wanted to create a product 
that she couldn't find on the market. So what she made was these supportive, comfortable, high quality leggings that would not just support your shape, but kind of give you confidence and boost your self-esteem. Mm. So she had struggled with her weight herself and lost five stone, bless her. Um, and she she just didn't think there was good options there for larger ladies, for um, mm. women's activewear in general, actually. Okay. That would help kind of sculpt your stomach and bum and kind of give you that confidence, you know. So, you know, holding the old mom belly, as I like to call it, like an anything <laughs> flabby and that moves around of its own accord. Um, so she set up Peachy Lean and she literally drew a design of a pair of leggings that had a like a, spa- a Spanx built into them. And mm-hmm. she sent it off to a clothing manufacturer and asked them to mock something up. And they sent one back and she put it on her friend and they loved it. And it did exactly yes. what they wanted. And it was yeah. like holding her in and look good and all that. And they literally sold 200 pairs of the leggings with just having that mock-up. They had no brand. Yeah. They had no marketing. They weren't made. Nothing. So Amazing. massive. So it's been very important for her to build a community around the brand. And if you go on the website, you'll see they have information on self-love and all that stuff we were talking about a couple of weeks back. And they've great self-motivation and inspirational content and little quizzes and things like that. And um, you just get a good vibe off the, nice, the whole, yeah. you know, it's, mm. you know, you just get a good vibe off a brand, you know. Yeah. Um, but part of the whole premise of the product is not just about physically, but kind of emotionally sporting women, mm. you know. So to bring things up to date, Sharon went on Dragon's Den in the I UK saw, last So I saw week. this last week, I saw a few like kind of people were getting like little hats and stuff off her. Yeah. Really good way to promote it. So how did yeah. she get on? She got a hundred thousand euro oh, investment, yeah, for thirty percent of her business. She's done awesome in such a short period of time, and you know, think she was suffering from postnatal depression, and she actually lost her yeah. brother in oh tragic circumstances early last year as well. Um, oh. she's an inspiration for sure, and that's why I think we should give her the accolade of Fox of the Week and more power to you, Sharon. And yeah. um, if you log on to peachylean.com, I think it's ten percent off for first orders. So. Nice. When I get back in the gym, I'm definitely going to buy some of that product because <laughs> oh, there are flabby it's, bits. It's actually where there never I, were before. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good one to bring up because, like, geez, I feel it myself too. I feel like there's like nearly pressure on everyone now with us coming out of society, back into yeah. society. Kind of, gosh, I even see it myself there. Like in the weekend, I just feel ugh. So I think there is a bit of pressure on everyone. I think but, it's the summer coming as well. All yeah. of a sudden, you know, you're arms are out and your feet are out and you know Mm. you're kind of getting into warmer weather and you just get more conscious of your body but you're right as well that whole prospect of meeting up with people socially and we've been hiding in our little caves for the last year and yeah but but on the other hand then like sometimes even when you go to the gym it's like so hard especially for somebody a bit curvy like myself to find like leggings that don't like roll down you know when you're doing something and so one thing i cottoned on to was with that now i mean my mom belly is probably from having two two kids as much as anything Mm. but like that the rolly down waist I found if you buy a make sure there's a tie string inside yeah or super high waisted or something so now I don't yeah. ever buy them unless they've got a tie string because mm. otherwise they just roll down like it's I terrible know, it's I mean these heavy, are yeah. like <laughs> first world problems but like they're frustrating when yeah. you're just trying to do some exercise I know but at least like she seems to have taken all that into account so mm. hers like and I've seen loads of people fashioning them lovely bright colours and stuff so mm. I must check it yeah. out definitely worth investing for when the bloody gym so it's like yay the gyms are over <laughs> yeah. Yeah. now with anything, with anything I don't think they're particularly cheap or anything but look 
if it's no, quality yeah, work, but, but you know. I think like when you've invested in a quality pair like leggings like that, you'll wear them to death, so it's well worth it. Yeah, things, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, the there you are, Sh- Sharon Keegan, Fox of the Week. Four. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what this is. What's number four, Nicola? <laughs> oh, I had a good fun with this. <laughs> anyway um so uh i'm gonna have to look it up on my phone now so i want you to tell me something to search kelly tell me give me give me something to search um anything search anything. trends for summer 2021 fashion trends no maybe not that just like a word just like one word oh, a socks. word socks okay okay right okay do, 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 do. okay let me tell you so the biggest trend of people searching socks <laughs> is in Cork, Dublin, and Lucan. The uh, other associated biggest uh, rising things that are searched on Google associated with socks are diabetic socks, tights, <laughs> tie-dye socks, ruffle socks, and women's socks. Also, related queries, thermal socks, Nike socks, fluffy socks, 100-mile socks. I don't know what that is. But anyway, what I'm talking about is... <laughs> trends.google.com oh, where you can nice. it's absolutely hilarious oh god i've had great crack with this i must say so this is you can search a word and it'll tell you all the trends yeah. of whatever you want to search but it'll also tell oh, you yes. your own trends so if you have a gmail account <gasps> it tells you everything you've searched yourself over the last oh, i think god, like five cringe. six seven years so i actually don't have a gmail account i'm one of the only people in the world i think that doesn't have one but i, I still like had five. loads of joy with this <laughs> it was great crack so what you can do, so if you go to trends.google.com, you can just search up particular things or you can see like for like today, for example, like Will Smith is trending because I don't know if you saw his picture. He like put up a picture on Instagram and was like, I'm going to be honest, I'm like the least fit I've ever been in my life. And he's a bit of a pop belly and stuff. So obviously people oh. are searching Will Smith okay. um, uh, and then kind of does it, more does it do it by, can you do like what's trending in Killarney? What's the most can, searched thing yeah. in Killarney or Cork yeah. or oh, cool or so guess? So you can do, years is kind of the biggest one, I suppose. And okay. like last year's one. So if I told, I asked you to guess, like who do you think the top, well, <laughs> top two people were that were Googled last year? In Ireland. In the world. Now. So you can change it to the world or you can, cha- so I can change it to global actually. We'll see. So, okay. So Meghan globally. Markle. Meghan no. Markle will be up there now. The I'll queen. give you a hint. He was an actor that got COVID really early on. Well, Tom Hanks. Yeah, the most searched, well, actor in the world is uh, Tom Hanks for last year. Wow. Um, the news for the global news was coronavirus election results and Iran. Um, you things like concerts, what? yeah, Coronavirus and elections results for Iran. I wouldn't guess Election that. results full stop and then Iran oh okay <laughs> and then things like uh, it'll tell you what the biggest lyrics were that were searched so what no. was the biggest searched <laughs> lyrics last Wet ass year pussy. what does and what then... mean <laughs> yeah so movies it'll go through like Parasite 1917 Black Panther recipes so wow. actually Usher I thought for God's sake it was actually be... number three I thought it'd be up higher it was mm. D- Dalgona Coffee I don't know what that is and Eek Meek I don't know what that is is that internationally those it's global results. this one yeah, yeah. yeah okay so if I change it to Ireland for example let's have a look at what it was here da, 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 da. scroll down till I find us here we are so That's here really cool. in Ireland our top movies our top recipes were brown bread brown bread scones mm. Pizza dough and apple tart were the top four things. And oh, actually, fairly traditional. Oh, hilarious. Number nine, maybe it's just me constantly Googling it, is margarita recipe. Uh, 
<laughs> I sent you a link to Margarita Ice Pops. Did you get it to oh, your yeah, email yesterday? Yeah, oh, Stuart. Summer ahead. And then mm. TV wise, what do you think TV wise was the biggest thing that we searched in Ireland last year? Uh, oh, it'll be normal people. Yeah, was normal it? people. Yeah, and then Love yeah, Island. Yeah. So obviously the winter Love Island kind of was still oh. one of the biggest search things. And then Queen's Gambit. Neither of which I watched. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> the Queen's Gambit and then The Fall. Uh, Operation Transformation, Tiger King. Yeah, there's a few there. So um, Tiger King feels like a different decade, even though that I was know. the start of, doesn't it? That was the yeah. start of lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah. So strange. But they, it's absolutely gas. You can go in and you can pretty much search anything and it'll tell you kind I of where it. it's most trending. Well, if we go, you can, can go back as far as like 2016, 2014, 2015 hmm. and see what was trending. So if I check like 2017 there, for example, the biggest how-to of 2017 was how to make slime. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess. Trends in children's yeah. toys and things. Yeah. Cool. And then overall searches, Hurricane Ophelia, uh, because that was the year we had Ophelia here, of course. And then mm. Donald Trump was number t- two. And then the recipes have changed a bit because back then in 2017, it was Spag Ball and Chili Con Carne were the top yeah. two searches. So I had great crack with this. Uh, highly recommend it if you want to pass your entire day by just looking up crap. But the funniest <laughs> is just to search the random stuff. Like, I'd love yeah. it. It tells you, like, the most random places that things came from, you know, in terms of, uh, like if I look up, I look up, I looked up podcasts, for example, and the mm-hmm. peak for the last six years was May last year. <laughs> oh that yeah, was the most for new looked up. Yeah. They're so probably Cork, looking for mental health support podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So um, Cork was the, the biggest Googler of podcasts in the last year. And in terms of related um, queries, you have people like actually searching like true crime podcasts, documentary mm. podcasts, all that. Mm. So it was super interesting. Highly recommend everyone go have a look. And you can, again, if you have a Gmail account, you can see all your own. So it'd be totally cringe. So you, can you see just all go, your history. Just go to Google and type in trends and it'll bring you to Google. Yeah, or go to trends.google.com. It's Ooh. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to waste the rest of my day on that now. Hmm. Yeah. Now I did it on my phone. I did it on my computer first and it kind of was easier to read it and a bit funnier and you could change the timeline and stuff. I did it on my phone just now and it's not as clear. I'd say if you can do it on a computer, do just because it's kind of, you can see okay. a bit more info on that. But might be funny yeah, to very do it funny. with somebody and see all their secrets. Uh, yeah. What yeah. they've been looking up. <laughs> yeah. So Love I agree, it. crack. So yeah, have a look just there on the front page. It's currently seeing the, um, it shows the states in the US that uh, Google, uh, what's her name, Taylor Swift compared to Kim Kardashian. And it literally like gives the states that like are more Kardashian fans than are uh, oh, Taylor are Swift fans. Oh, are you serious? Like <laughs> yeah, it was a presidential really exactly. um, challenge. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. So, cool. Yeah, Got to check yeah. that out. Google Trends. Nice one. Okay. Uh, number five. Five. So... Watching Marini's Black Bottom the other night got me thinking about soundtracks because there's a lot of music in that film Mm. and the importance of soundtracks. So this week I'm talking top five soundtracks from recent recent ish years. Up first, so Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. 1994. Um, So rock and roll, surf music, pop and soul. I think there is a plethora of genres actually um, on that album. But some of the most memorable songs on the soundtrack you might remember are Urge Overkill's cover mm. of Neil Diamond's Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Dusty Springfield's Son of a Preacher Man. Total classic. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Flowers on the Wall by the Statler Brothers. And a song that's one of your faves, Nick. Let's stay together. Oh, yes. I love it. Actually, I, did, I can't even picture that in it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. 
When was that in it? I can't even remember. Uh, I oh, can't what remember. Part was. But there's also great soundtrack. Though I, I feel like yeah. a lot of Quentin Tarantino's movies have oh, really brilliant. good soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it also has you never can tell, which is the bit where Vince and Mia, you know, they're twisting Jack Rabbit Slim's ah, twist yes. contest. Um, it was a teenage wedding and the Um, and so there's some tracks then on the the album that are just dialogue cut from the film you know ah, and okay. once upon a time I knew one of them completely off by heart uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Samuel L. Jackson says it before he kills a guy in the in the film ah. it's like a sermon yeah. the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men and it goes mm. on I used to know that off my heart what about, like my the, French, what about the, the French fries you know and why do they call them French fries <laughs> That's very famous. That's probably on it as well. There's the bit as well at the start where they're talking, I love you, honey bunny, I love you. And they start shooting everybody. They're so yeah. violent, Quentin Tarantino. What about Fox Force 5? Yeah, that might be a reference to something around here. <laughs> We're not talking about it. Anyway, so two is Drive, which was out in 2011. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, very different type of soundtrack. Mostly scored by a guy called Johnny Jewel, who's in Desire and the Chromatics. It's very kind of ethereal stuff. It's very um, good, yeah. He did that kind of intentionally, though, to give the film a kind of fairy tale sort of uh, feeling. But mm. Cliff Martin has um, composed some of the music on it too, using uh, Jewel's uh, original songs. So it's got a lot of kind of retro 80s synthesizer, Euro pop kind of sound. And then you've got French electronic producer Kavinsky, also features on it. So. One of the, good, it's an absolute yeah. banger of a soundtrack and one of the best of the last 10 years it was huge as well it, it made a big impact um, and sold a lot of records even in 2014 when it went to TV for the first time Zane Lowe produced a rescored soundtrack and they had oh. people like Churches in 1975 on it which I remember oh, cool. it was like a big deal that you could watch mm. the film with a whole new soundtrack to celebrate it was mad oh, cool. but great film and a uh, real good example of where music is really integral part of the storytelling in a film God, I haven't seen it in a long time let's watch it again actually. Such a good but film. yeah the, that's one of the I could barely tell you really what happens besides a lot of driving but um, <laughs> the mm. music stays with you though more than mm. the story even so totally definitely. and what's his name the gorgeous man that's in it Ryan Ryan Gosling is it Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling. Yes. yes Ryan Gosling totally escaped me there for a minute mm. um Next up, Romeo and Juliet, 1996. Oh, yes. This feels like the soundtrack to my youth, but um, it came in two parts. Young the first, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so the first one was all the songs from the film, and then the second album was all the score. So you'll remember tracks uh, like Love Fool from the Cardigans, hmm. Kissing You by Desiree, Young Hearts Run Free, Nicola, by <laughs> Kim Mazel, and Rosala's Everybody's Free, but what oh, is most God, likely yeah. etched in your memory for eternity is Baz Luhrmann's Wear Sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Um, which isn't actually on the soundtrack, strangely. It was released oh. as a single. But two fun facts for you that I did not know. You remember the song To You I Bestow? That's on that film. To you oh, everything I bestow. That's Mundy. Mundy. Our oh. Mundy. From Dublin. Yeah, let's look it up. I can't think of it now, but I can't believe it. I like years. that song. I was like, I can't believe that's him. That's massive for him. Like he hasn't really any other major hits bar July, you mm. know. Um, so 
saw him in, but, saw him in the stables in Limerick. I'd say it was the last time I saw him in New Wales. Yeah, gosh, absolutely hammered on tequila that night. But yeah, it was good. It was a good night. <laughs> good gig, Monday. Um, and also, the other interesting fact was never going to give you up by Rick Astley is on it. Oh, hilarious. Oh, God. What I feel like I need to watch the film. Is. Yeah, need, need to watch the film again. I do not remember yeah. that at all. But great memories of those songs. And uh, yeah, I think I remember the songs better than the film again in that case. I mean, obviously we yeah. all know the story of Romeo and Juliet, but um, mm. yeah, might have to revisit they it. They were so young in a Claire Danes and Oh, stop and Leonardo, Leonardo, yeah. It was funny actually, because recently my little one, Estelle, they had a like a version of Romeo and Juliet on stage in um, on CBeebies. Oh, and yeah. And it was so cute watching a kind of a child's version of it. Like the tour, I mean, that story has been told in so many different yeah, ways. So it's fab. Yeah. Um, number four on my list is Platoon, 1986. So huge influence. Yeah. Huge influence on me. Classical music was a Daggio for strings that you probably know. Another Murphy family favorite, Smokey Robinson's Tracks of My Tears is on it. White Rabbit from Jefferson Airplane, which is that one. You know, it's like really, it's a female voice and there's very little music on it and she's like go west Gallus. you know it's it's such an individual song it's really mm. eerie it makes you kind of feel like you're sitting in a smoky den in the 70s with a lot of hippies it's mad <laughs> um, also sitting on the dock of the bay by oh, Otis Redding loads more total smashing range of music and a really emotive film and finally Train Spotting 1996 oh, brilliant. Mm. Uh, what a seminal soundtrack Probably one of the most successful soundtracks of our generation. Mm. It was actually two albums as well. They released the first one and it was so massive they released another one. But some of the songs you probably remember are Lust for Life, Iggy Pop, mm. Atomic by Blandy, Night Clubbing by Iggy Pop and David Bowie, Perfect Day by Lou Reed and of course Born Slippy Underworld mm-hmm. which actually went oh, to number two in the charts, you know, so that's massive. But um loads oh god there's so many great soundtracks there could have been 20 on this list yeah. you know lots of as we were saying lots of the Tarantino films are amazing Empire Records High Fidelity Dirty Dancing The Crow mm. Judgment Night and more even in more recent times things like Gardens of the Galaxy another one that's supposed to be massive and to my absolute shame I've never seen is Purple Rain Prince's film that oh, soundtrack is supposed that, to be actually, yeah. unreal I've never seen yeah. it. So Bohemian that's Rhapsody, even homework. when they did that and they kind of redid all the, the Queen songs, like in better audience, that was great as well. All the newer yes. versions of the lives yeah. that they had kind of re edited. Yeah. They were very good too. And I mean, obviously, we didn't mention any kind of musicals there, but you had films like Moulin Rouge and that in the yeah, past. Yeah, Kelly, do that another week. You know, we're such okay, fans. We'll have to do the musical soundtracks another week. Do a whole week. podcast <laughs> on Moulin Rouge, for God's sake. So there you go. That's number five. So yeah, that's the crack now. I was reading something earlier about um, how you should throw out all your underwear once <laughs> a year and buy new underwear. Oh, <laughs> I was reading God. how you should throw out your underwear full stop. There you go. Just go <laughs> the band off. No. Let the breeze and, between your yeah, knees. That's, <laughs> no, they were saying like you should get rid of your underwear if you've worn it 50 times or washed it really? 50 times. Well, well, worn it 50 we... times, you hope you've washed it 50 times as well. <laughs> um, but like we haven't really had a chance. We've been bloody locked down for like 100 days or something. I know, so. this is why Penny's <laughs> is getting overrun at the moment. But the, anyway, this article said that you should replace your underwear after every 50 washes or at least once a wow. year and if you use particular underwear for the gym you should 
replace them more often. Ah, <laughs> I swear good. I've got knickers that are at least 10 years old in my <laughs> knicker drawer. Like, but I'm going to have I to know, have a call. It's so stupid because like I've been doing a call once in a while. I'm like, oh, I've sentimental value to this pair of knickers. <laughs> Oh God, Nicola, what happened to you? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I literally sure. have two drawers, knickers. I'd say I wear the same like twenty pairs in the whole time. I'm the same. I literally, I must have two hundred pairs of knickers, oh, and I probably rotate loses. the same ten pairs, the most comfortable ones. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, it's, yeah, there well, you go I can't now. wait for pennies. Although, like, it's gonna be chaos the first few weeks. It oh is. my God. It but is. actually, the clarity pennies is a joy. So I'm gonna definitely do some damage in the junior yeah. holiday. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's exciting. I think they're actually bring, doing appointment shopping in some pennies. I don't know if they're yeah, doing yeah. Guess Park, very clever. Yeah. Can you imagine having an appointment mm. to shop at pennies? What has the world come to? So that's my uh, thing. Anyway, I do a bit of clearing out now this weekend <laughs> in anticipation of uh, 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 an old undercrack refresh <laughs> <laughs> oh sap even pajamas I gave away loads of pajamas recently like I don't know what is with Irish women and fluffy socks and uh, pajamas but my god we, we love them even the height of the lock- summer <laughs> lockdown uniform girl mm, yeah, yeah but uh, no, looking forward to it. getting some new bits and yeah and yeah I get to see you because you're coming for a root canal oh, god. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a root canal this week and I'm going to have to rest up at Nicola's abode for a little while afterwards because I'm sure I'll be not in the best of form. <laughs> so we get to actually see each other. So that'll be nice. We'll have a yeah. socially distanced uh, photo. We'll stick it on social media so you can all see us in our, with Kelly our terrible hair before we get it done. Drooling, drooling yeah. down the side of your face. <laughs> my, yeah, exactly. Spit hanging off my chin. But um, oh, oh, I'm dreading it. No, God. you'll be fine. Honestly, I feel like with the dentist because I was very bad and obviously I got loads of stuff done this year now and I feel like it's mind over matter really is so you got to do it you just got to do it mm. stitching time saves nine and all that and I was supposed to have mm. this done about 18 months ago but with everything that happened uh, it got put off and put off so yeah I'm just You'll hoping when, once they get in there it's not like I'm afraid we're going to have to take out all your teeth <laughs> oh god <laughs> I'll be like yes I'll just have veneers thanks um, so yeah that's that's the terrible thing I have to look forward to this week but uh, other than that all is good in the hood and we will be back uh, next week what are five things you need to know about and please we are just making this out of joy we love doing it and we love chatting to you guys and we love the feedback keep it coming and if you're enjoying it please share it with your friends and family and give us a little uh, review if you can on apple podcasts and yeah we appreciate your help and support and uh, we hope you'll come back again next week yeah again just double on what you said thanks so much to everyone who's been listening and popping us random messages it's very nice so really appreciate it and yeah just you know we're doing this for the crack so <laughs> if there's anything you want us to discuss also feel free to send on your topics we would love yeah. to discuss them totally thanks all Force 5 podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us and yeah you'll find us on social media at foxforce 5 pod We'll see you next week. Have a fun weekend. And oh my God, there's going to be hairdressers open the next time we put out a podcast oh after this God. one. And, oh, oh yeah, there will. Oh my God. And all the other things. <laughs> Send us pictures of your new hair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Bye bye, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys.